Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and whatever else comes to our minds. Just a quick reminder, this is an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Hello. Hey, Austin. Hey. Hey. No zingers to start us off with this week? Just, hey, keeping it casual? No, I'm fucking tired. I don't have, I don't got time for that. All right. Okay, so Austin's tired. How is our other co-host doing, Alex? Hello. I'm currently eating. Oh, what you got there? I've got, oh my God, you should see this whole setup. I got a pillow, a microphone, crackers, chicken salad, and hot chocolate. Oh, you're in for a treat today, folks. You're getting some ASMR with your introductions here with the... Yep. This is a multitasking day, okay? This is no time for lunch today. This is gotta record. This is eating Pokemon. We got this, like, all going on right now. We're a hot mess. (laughs) (laughs) Austin's got the biggest grin on his face when you started smacking like that. What's up with that? ASMR's his thing, secretly. smacking? That sound? (laughs) He's just looking at We're not gonna get into it. I I just don't have anything to say. I was up till five in the morning, (laughs) y'all. I... (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, we're all coming off pretty rough days, and this has been only two days since our last recording, so I think we're all in agreement here to skip the week talk segment. All the eyes say aye. Aye. Aye, and I'm sorry. I know it's completely rude to talk with my mouth full. There's going to be people that are listening that love that or hate that, so Maybe we'll find our niche. (laughs) That's how we find our niche five stars. Did I awaken something in you guys, audience? (laughs) Let us know. Leave a review that says, Alex is chomping down on stuff. Really gets me going. <laughs> gets me all revved up. That's what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. We want our audience excited and revved up. This is our after dark version of a podcast. Yeah, we still need to do that. We need to record like one time like really late at night, like super late or really early in the morning <laughs> just to see the drag we all go through. That'd be a great episode. The anger. The midnight special. That's what we'll, we'll call it. And speaking of special, we're not doing a special episode this week. We're keeping it normal. Oh, God. You scared me for a moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, not again. As you could tell from the intro, we're back to normal this week. We're talking about two episodes of Pokemon. And these are to master the unexpected and the ancient puzzle of Pokeopolis. Did I say that right? Pokemopolis. Pokemopolis. Okay. Pokemopolis. Every time they said Pokemopolitans, I, I, I did not. I could not process it. It was too much going on. Is that how you really say that? Poke. What? Wait. wait. Poke. No. Pokemopolitans. Pokemopolitans. Poke, I don't know. Pokemopolitan. Pokemopat. I can't even say the word Pokemon right. So don't ask me. Poke. Pokemon. Politan. I don't even know. I didn't even know anymore. <laughs> Let us know in the comment section how you say this. We just watch the episodes and we can't figure it out. We're hopeless. Make sure you enunciate in the comment section, people, please. 
Uh, but, uh, so, like I said, we're not doing week talk. We got the episodes laid out. Are you guys ready to go and get started? You filled up there, Alex, with your, your sandwich? Yes. I didn't want to have a blood sugar attack in the middle of this, so... Because that would be quite unexpected. <laughs> oh. Uh, God, that was awful. All right, keep going. I was going to counter with me. a pun, but I couldn't think of one. <laughs> I would say this is our worst episode yet, and yet I know better. Probably. No. Well... Aside from any unexpected audio issues, because those always happen to us, this is, yeah, maybe not our strongest intro, but we're having fun. That's what it's all about. Well, Alex is editing this episode, so she gets to decide what stays in. Yay! Yay! Jacob, let's be Everything. assholes. You know me. Ooh, you know excuses. That's what those are like. Everybody's got one and they stink. <laughs> Some wisdom. It's a proverb. Let's talk about Brock and Onyx. Speaking of rock hard, let's talk about Onyx. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> this is a real. This may be a special episode. I shouldn't have spoke. I spoke too soon. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Bruno was like, I don't know, awakening some feelings or something for me. Whoa, whoa! That's interesting. I was not expecting I'm that. Kidding. Okay, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> Alex likes her like. This is the unexpected episode. What? What? What are you gonna say? No, no, I wasn't going. gonna say anything. No, no. No, you're gonna say it. You're gonna finish that sentence. Alex sure does love a very physically weak man, so I was a little surprised by her Bruno fascination. Wait, is this, like, real, like, facts or what? Y- you gotta type. I do? Yeah. I guess so. Weak things hmm. break. Alex likes to break them. No, no, what? Oh, okay. what? No, I don't. Okay, we're getting she off the She likes them fragile. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she likes fragile men. That's what she likes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys have me pegged for this. I didn't even know my own type, but apparently well, I have a type. So. If they're fragile, you're probably pegging them, right? Thank you, Jacob. Whoa. There's no the shame jokes. in pegging. Okay. Everyone can, can be pegged if they would like to. As long as you're two consenting adults. Okay, no shame. This is an two A for explicit. More. A for explicit podcast. Did you say that at the beginning? I did. If that wasn't clear. I did. I'm, okay. rea- I'm reiterating. <laughs> Reestablishing. All right, back on the rail. We are sex here. positive on Out of the Drying Pan. We'll keep going here. We're talking about Pokemon. episode here to master the the unexpected and the randomizer has spoken my name is first so i'll be doing the 30 second stuff austin you're next followed by alex yes oh so you wanted to talk about the unexpected episode i did that's okay i'm glad i got the pokemopolis episode jacob get ready to summarize i'm ready to summarize all right we are going in three Two, one, go. Okay, so we see Ash and Brock watching a, a video, and we learn that the person in this video is Bruno, who is a member of the Elite Four. They go to the mountains to try and find him, because apparently he's in the area. Unfortunately, they come across a gigantic onyx 
But Bruno saves them from this, and he tries to tell them some secrets, or Ash, or Ashton and Brock want secrets from him. Turns out Bruno says there are no secrets, and he does like some Bruce Lee moves when the Onyx comes to attack them, and somehow speaks to Pokemon, and that's his secret, is forming relationships with Pokemon makes them stronger, and you're stronger yourself. Time. Love Bruno. Yep. It's a pretty, fa- a pretty simple episode, I'd say. Just before we start, my question is, actually, I actually have two questions. My first question is, why do they decide to portray the Elite Four the way they do in the show? Because, okay, in the video game, Red and Blue, you go through a succession of the four Elite Four trainers, and then you battle Blue slash Gary Oak, and then you're you're the champion. So you would think the Elite Mm -hmm. Four would be involved in this Pokemon League tournament we got coming up. They're not. Instead, we get Bruno here in a random episode. And we're not going to see the rest of the Elite Four for, like, some of them not for a very long time. So, I don't know. What was the logic of that? I have a question because I don't remember this as well as I should. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it possible that, like, the Elite Four or, like, the League Challenge with all the trainers from all over the place, is that just to, like, get it down to a number of specific challengers that then have the privilege of facing the Elite Four? Like, is it kind of a tournament to weed out most of the crowd so that they're not having to battle like a thousand trainers it's only a select like top 10 or something or what i cannot recall okay well we'll get there i guess but (laughs) maybe there's a logical reason they're playing 5d chess with this thing someone just really wanted to animate bruno's enormous muscles i guess his head was so tiny on his body all the roids all the steroids will do that I wrote the same thing! Yep, yep, it looked, he was definitely juiced. The Absolutely. real question is, what are those things he wore around his ankles? Those okay. ankle stud cuff things? Were they like weights for muscle training or some bullshit? Yeah, didn't he kick or something like that? Is it like a Rock Lee situation in Naruto where he takes them off and then can run like a million miles an hour? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know, do maybe... See, Bruno, I, Bruno's able to jump 100 feet in the air at a moment. At an instant, notice, too. So. Like, he, he lands quicker than a normal human, too. So, he denies physics, for sure. I don't think Bruno's a human being. <laughs> it's just made up. All right, let's get into it. Let's, do, let's dive in here. As Jacob said in the summary, we start with Ash in Pallet Town watching Bruno in a Pokemon battle on TV. But it's not the first episode. It's the 72nd episode. Jacob, do you recall watching the first episode and when we recorded our first ever podcast about it, you were like, oh, I love buff trainers. This is so exciting. Do you recall this at all? <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I was like, that dude's Jack. And th- that's the first thought that came to my head was I was like, this is the dude. Finally. Yep. This has been way too long for. Luckily, I have the memory of an adult because a child would not associate that at all. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Well, our Jack to Juice Bruno is here and. Ash now has friends because Brock is on the couch with him and they are so excited to watch Bruno in his battle with Hitmonchan. But Misty comes up and she's like, you lazy boys, you need to get to training. It's been several episodes in a movie of not training. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah, I was on Misty's side for this. But But Brock reveals that they are training. They're watching Bruno on TV because they have Brock has like come up with this like cockamamie idea that the Elite Four know of some sort of Pokemon secret. 
that allows them to be such powerful trainers. Therefore, they need to decode the secret. And wouldn't it be so amazing? Well, wouldn't it be so great if they could talk to Bruno and find out what the secret was? Enter from stage left, Delia. Who? Yes, Jacob? I just love how the whole... They just throw aside every life and Pokemon lesson they've learned up to this point about how building a relationship with your Pokemon is the best. You build strong with them together. You work together. And they're just like, the hell with that. It's There's another secret that we need to know. I mean, the real secret is, as we know, roids. That's how all those movie stars have those bodies in those Marvel movies. It's, it's true. It's true. Don't believe everything you see on TV. Anyway, Delia just knows where Bruno is because... Of course she does. She's somehow magically acquired. I love her. She... <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she slides in. She's like, mommy knows the secret. She's so ridiculous. Wink, wink. Ah, maybe Bruno and Delia got a thing going on. Yeah, Bruno was there last night, probably. Oh, gosh. That is why Bruno's so close by. He's it seven is. or eight miles Damn. away on Mount Hideaway. I mean, what isn't next to Pallet Town? There's like everything going on in this little town in the, in the mountains. Like if you had to learn about bi- if you had to learn about biomes and what they felt like, that would be the place to go because you get snow, forest, desert. You get them all in a hundred feet easily. Mm-hmm. The beach, the beach, yeah. All right, we're on our way to Mount Hideaway for our one episode of talking to Bruno. Um, Ash and Brock apparently are not up to the challenge of mountain climbing, even though Misty is, and they stop to get some delicious mm-hmm. muskrat meatballs. From an old lady in the woods. Ew. Thoughts on the muskrat meatballs, if any. They remind me of, like, in Louisiana, they eat the Nutra rat. and Oh, that's a real thing? The yeah, what? It's a Nutra. It's like a giant rat. And they eat it. It's kind of like that, what the meatballs would look like. It's, I thought of, like, my family there and <laughs> Nutra meatballs. I was assuming this was some sort of Japanese food that we were, like, muskrats for some reason like like a jelly donuts kind of situation oh you know what it, it's probably tokoyaki okay what is that i think is that's that chicken i think i spread spread the right it's like a fried octopus it's like a fried mini oh. octopus ball i thought it was dango dongo dango dongo is like a sweet ball thing oh okay i think tokoyaki toyo toyoaki tokoyaki something like that is like the it's like a fried oh, octopus balls you are right yeah. takoyaki yeah why can't they just stay true to the source material why do they have to come up with some absurd thing like muskrat meatballs they could have also just said meatballs <laughs> they didn't have yeah, to throw the muskrat, muskrat meatballs well okay say tokoyaki and then say muskrat tokoyaki. Balls. i think muskrat their lip balls. flaps fit better all right this is this, this i'm i'm done with this conversation now team rocket's <laughs> oh there God, and they're stealing Austin. the muskrat meatballs <laughs> Uh, and so is Team Rocket, because they're going to do the motto, but Meowth procures a magical universal remote that is able to fast forward through the motto really fast. This that was a great moment. Click. I was thinking the same thing. That movie, Click, with Adam Sandler. I don't. I didn't even write down what happened. Just Team Rocket has become Herbert's on the mountain, and now they're here, and now they're gone. But they're off to go see <laughs> <God>. Bruno. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I watched this episode really late. No, that's okay. She tells them, if you're going up the mountain, beware of the giant onyx because the mountain soil makes them grow to, like, you know, unnatural stature. So Mm -hmm. be careful, kids. And then they go. I wrote down, if normal onyx is 500 pounds, how much do these onyx weigh? 510 pounds. I thought it was like a ton. I think we're finally getting the the tons (laughs) here. That onyx was huge. 
we are assured by the muskrat lady that the onyx are very gentle despite their giant size smash cut you're gonna get flattened by the giant onyx and they're gonna get killed and and it's like serpentine pathway of death but a giant man without any clothes on says come here children and they follow him behind our rock (laughs) it is the backwoods remember that it is we're in the backwoods here then you hear a banjo playing even though we saw this 12-foot man who is wide as, like, a truck, we, it takes us a moment to process, oh, my God, this is Bruno. Here he is with without a shirt and with no shoes and in the mountains, and he's wearing, like, chains on his wrists and ankles. Okay. Like... <laughs> Okay, wait. If you had a, if you were in a life and death situation where you're being chased down by a giant rock snake or a mysterious half-clothed giant man says, "Come here, or you'll die." I mean, I don't know which option would you pick. Is this a metaphor for back in my younger days? I think. Well, the you don't know what that man's gonna do. At least you know you aren't gonna suffer with the onyx. I mean, you're gonna just get flattened and. That's it. That man may take you back somewhere and torture you, you know? This could have been a horror movie. immediate death or possible torture, like... Oh, my God. You said chains on his ankles and feet? Or ankles and hands? Well, whatever they are. They're, like, things with the studs on them. Yeah. Yes. I thought they was, like... The Bowser, it's, like, Bowser's things. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that's from Ash's mom's house. Um, very oh my possible. God. Maybe it's left over from Delia and Bruno's intimate time. We slut shame the hell out of poor Delia. I'm, I apologize for introducing that joke. <laughs> no, we don't. Oh my gosh. Delia is a grown lady and she can do whatever she wants. And you know what? Good for her for like, you know, being free with her sexuality and like being able to bag all these hot dudes. Good so we do her. think Bruno's hot. I mean, come on. All right, we got Bruno, we got Oak, we got Giovanni. Giovanni, I mean, whoo. <laughs> Ever since I wrote that fan fiction, okay. okay. Yeah, you and me out both. <laughs> yeah, just wait until we get to the boss fantasies. Uh, oh, gosh. Wait. So Bruno has saved them from certain doom, um, and now they're stalking him through his little mountain area. And <laughs> he's basically like, why are you children following me? And Brock and Ash are like, please, Master Bruno, take us on as your students. And Misty's like, I'm not being a party to this. But Bruno does, by which I mean we got to get a Mr. Miyagi situation going on here. Yep. Where we get the Ash and Brock are like filling up water buckets for Bruno. Then Ash hits Misty in the head with a bucket. And they're splitting logs for Bruno. Then Ash hits Misty in the head with a split log. And then they're gathering rocks for Bruno. Then Ash seemingly beans Misty in the forehead with a giant rock. Poor Misty. She does not deserve this. She did nothing wrong. But it turns out these are all chores, not for any real purpose. He was just taking advantage of these kids because he was making some of his Bruno stew. What does that in that Bruno stew, do you think? What? Muskrats. Muskrat, okay. Steroids. Yeah, it's a steroid juicy thing. That's the broth. Gosh, the other children who have come to follow him around. That's right, yep, I saw a finger in there. I don't know, probably that's it. I think that's what you get for with Bruno Stew. Yeah, and they're all taken aback by this, but Brock is positive that... Brock has some hero worship going on here, um, which is why I guess he and Bruno wear the same outfit in the video game, which is pants and nothing else. Oh yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. And Brock's like, 
you guys are wrong. Master Bruno is teaching us stuff that we don't even know what's going on. In fact, Master Bruno is so impressive that I can stealthily approach him from behind and hit him in the head with a what was what do you hit him stick. with? Like a, a stick? stick, a stick, a stick, and a branch. I, and he'll know I'm coming from behind, and he'll stop me in my tracks. And so Brock screams out, Master Bruno! And he tries to hit him with the stick. And that is not enough warning for Bruno because Brock knocks him unconscious. <laughs> I love how him jumping and yelling his name isn't even enough to get this guy to turn around. Like <laughs> he, He's a large man. It requires a lot of effort for him to turn it's hard. around. He hadn't, he hadn't finished the stew. He didn't have his calories to turn around. You know, it's... It does take a lot of force, I guess, to like move his giant mass around so yeah he he needs the bruno stew to be able to leap great heights and do superhuman athletics meanwhile team rocket they're um listening on this and they hear bruno say something along the lines of there is no secret you you guys made that up the only secret is you need strong pokemon then you're a strong trainer and team rocket takes that as their lead to be like well fuck let's go get some of those giant onyx they go and they find the giant onyx from earlier. Uh, yes, Alex. Well, I was just going to say, I was getting like Pokemon movie flashback vibes because, you know, that whole part where all the tra- strong trainers are going to the island and, you know, Ash and Brock and Misty are left behind because they have no Pokemon that can like brave the elements sort of thing. Like they're always woefully underprepared. Like I kind of agreed with Bruno in this part because he was like, well, obviously, if you want to be a strong trainer, you have to have strong Pokemon. A little Squirtle or a little Staryu isn't going to cut it. I mean, if you want to traverse the wilderness and be strong on the same level as, like, us Elite Four people, maybe you should evolve your Pokemon and, like, I don't know, be a better trainer. Give them steroids. That, too. I mean, yeah, they could have taken a Blastoise out to New Island. Or if Misty bothered to train her Starmie. Or if she had any, like, well, I know she's, like, in love with Gyarados or even, like, Tentacruel or anything. I mean, anything. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in love with Tentacruel. At this stage, she's afraid of Gyarados, but we don't know that yet. Well, we kind of know that. I'm she's terrified of, of Dragon Rage. We know that because, after all, nothing's ever be gotten away from Dragon Rage. Right. Where was I? Oh yes, the giant onyx with the scars on its face from earlier finds Team Rocket, and they start fucking around with it, and it tries to kill them. So, meanwhile, the Twerps are no longer with Bruno. But they do see the sight of Team Rocket being attacked by the giant Onyx. They've kind of been cornered in a little cave. And I was kind of proud of the twerps because there was no like, oh, look, it's Team Rocket. Well, let's move on. They like immediately jump into action. They're like, we got to save Team Rocket. So good for them. They put uh, bygones aside. And they, uh, like we were saying earlier, Squirtle and Staryu to the rescue again. Because they come out to attack Onyx, the giant Onyx. And Brock also sends out his Onyx. To no avail, because Onyx leaps through the air and makes a heroic, valiant effort to stop the giant Onyx. And, like, it immediately rebounds off of it and falls to the ground. Oh, poor baby. I felt so mm, bad for it. Awful. He didn't make a staircase. <laughs> he did not. He made, <laughs> he was he made a trash heap with what he made. this other one. Oh. I'm surprised that Onyx didn't just go back in its ball in shame. Like, once it pe- peered out, it should right back in. You know what? 
props to Onyx. Props to Onyx for even trying. Like, it knows it's outmatched. It knows it's, like, less than half the size of this, like, mega Onyx. And it still gives it its all. It still leaps forward to try to, like, do what Brock is asking it to do and save Team Rocket. It tried, damn it. It tried. Don't say mega Onyx. Austin is freezing. Oh, no. He said, don't say something. What did he say, Alex? Don't say... Don't say... Finish a sentence. Don't say... How's that song go? How does that song from Kingdom Hearts go? When you walk away. Don't sail away. Don't sail away. Don't sail away from me. No, what I actually said was... <laughs> don't say Mega Onyx because we might get confused. Because oh, there is a I'm Mega Steelix. Massive Onyx. Okay, there I'm we sorry. go. Alrighty, where were we? Oh yeah, Onyx sucks. Brock's Onyx sucks. And Staryu no! and Squirtle. Oh. <laughs> Staryu and Squirtle tried to blind the giant Onyx, but unsuccessfully. Oh, um, but they they put forth their best, so good on them. And then this is when Ash falls down a gorge because he's an idiot. And he's going to get killed by the giant Onyx yet again. And then Pikachu jumps to the rescue, but to no avail because electric types moves don't work on rock types, which is incorrect because they do work on rock types just fine. They don't work on ground types, thereby confusing Alex to this day. How how rude. (laughs) Well, it's true. Okay. I I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Fine. I will admit that sometimes still, because I'm a bad Pokemon fan and you guys can just give me crap for this, whatever, I don't care. Sometimes I get confused and I think Onyx is rock ground, but that is not the case. It's just a rock type Pokemon. No, no, no. Or, oh, see? Okay, I'm that stupid. It is there rock ground. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> see, to this day I get confused. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, let's I'm let's verify that. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, God. No, I think you are right. I think I'm a clown. Even after 25 years of fucking... You know what? Having Pokemon knowledge. That's a part of your brain where you can store more pertinent information. For example, maybe that's a part of the brain where you remember how to turn left at an intersection. And I think that's much more valuable information to have. You're right. It's a rock ground type. I'm a clown and... I shouldn't be on this podcast. No, I can't. So. I can't even name all the types. So you just wait. Let's try. Let's try. Let's try. Jacob, go. Electric. Do I need to try to name them all? Or can I name like two? Name all of them. How many? All are there? the types. Yeah. Electric, fairy, psychic, water, ground, rock. I've lost count. I'm gonna repeat them. What else is there? Legendary. Uh, the legendary mystic, type. Fire. Earth, wind, bird, normal, uh, fighting. You I think did it. Eighteen. Hey, yep, you got him. You got him. First try. Oh boy, I've lost all credibility. Let's keep moving on before I die of embarrassment. Where was I before I decided to bully Alex? Someone just jumped in to save. Uh, Ash is being killed, and Bruno comes to his rescue because now he's able to fly, fly through the air like Superman or some shit, and. Bruno is used, is able to use his Onyx empathy abilities to calm Onyx down. And it looks so distressed and pathetic as it stands there. And Bruno's like, let's see what's wrong with you, Onyx. And he does some, like, Naruto ninja hand magic for a moment to meditate and realize that there is a little sand slash tucked into one of Bro- Onyx's, 
Brocks. Tucked into Brocks. one of Onyx's rocks. <laughs> we get out Sandslash. Sandslash goes, Sandslash! And goes oh runs away. No worse for the wear, apparently. And Bruno's like, hey, giant Onyx, do you want to join me? And giant Onyx is like, Rrr. And somehow we're still fixated on this whole, like, Elite Four secret thing. I don't know why this is still going on. But this is when Bruno reveals that his rules are no shirts, no shoes, no secrets. Which is oh, my position for an episode good. title. <laughs> you were saving that this entire time. I was it. saving that. He basically says, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even write down what he says. Be nice to Pokemon. Pokemon, trust you. Be a good trainer. Reach and get the sand slash out. Was his yeah. Um, put your life into mortal peril. And you'll be fine. And then the episode's over. Except for Team Rocket, who are also surrounded by giant Onyx, because I forgot to mention they got blasted away earlier. The end. Yay. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I didn't like the fact that Bruno caught this Onyx because he's a fighting type trainer. And what business does he have catching an Onyx? But whatever. I didn't know he was a fighting type. Then what does he have at the beginning of the series? What does he throw out there? Hitmonchan. Oh, you mean the very beginning? Yeah. Oh shit. Um, Isn't it a Gengar or a Nidoran, Nidorino or something like that? I think he threw out the Nidorino. Okay. And then he no, he recalled Nidorino, and then he sent out an Onyx. Oh. Okay, so it does come <laughs> if out. I, if I'm not awesome. mistaken, I believe so. That's awesome. Wait, when is that? Episode one. Hmm. I'm looking it up. I think so. I can't remember what he throws out. It may be an Onyx. Okay. Apparently, in red and blue, his team is Onyx, mm-hmm. Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, Machamp, and another Onyx. Okay, so now he has two Onyx. Why does he have an Onyx? Oh. Okay, let's move on before I die of embarrassment about that Onyx thing. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. I was being mean. Don't worry about it. I was being... No, I should know this. I should know this. I feel like I have failed entirely as a Pokemon fan. Oh, God. I couldn't tell you. Okay, most of the new ones, I could not tell you their types. I also couldn't tell you their names. Like, after Sinnoh, I, like, completely lose track. You don't remember any from, like, X and Y or, like, I I Alola. do, but, but, like, there's some of them you could show me that. And I'm like, I could not tell you what the fuck that thing is. <laughs> but this is this is a Gen 1, like like staple pokemon we're talking about we could play who's that pokemon there we go that should be a new game show for us remember alex you're editing this episode you can cut all that out if you want to no it's fine let the world you know have the the last laugh i guess have its laugh make fun of me i could become the butt of the joke for this episode i don't mind i will take the fall i think you might be being a tad melodramatic because <laughs> can you tell is it that obvious <laughs> you'd be a good scapegoat Yes. All right. Anyway, let's talk about our... the next episode. Oh, wait. No, first, we haven't we gotta, done our... Yeah. It's the route routine. See. It's been a little <laughs> bit. It's been a little bit. Before we move on to the next episode, we got to do our most valuable player, our least valuable player, and the quote that had the most impact on us. And the randomizer has chosen Alex to go first, followed by myself, and then Austin. I'm just trying to get away from this episode. Okay, this was not a good episode. Yeah. I was like, it was okay, but not nearly as good as the next episode. Okay, let's just start with MVP. I'm going to give it to Onyx, our Onyx, not the massive Onyx, because 
It was such a trooper. It tried so hard. It broke my heart when it just like bounced off of the other one like nothing and then like fell to the ground and like was all beat up and it was so sad. So I have to give Onyx MVP for just trying its best. A for effort, Onyx. I believe in you. Um, LVP, I'm going to give it to Bruno. Because what the fuck was all that Onyx whisper shit at the end? Bruno 911. That's what this episode should have been called. He was, I don't know. He was a little bit of a weird character. Living in the mountains, letting kids take care of this problem until the very last minute when he jumps in and decides to help. He could have done more. I figured the best like trainers in the region or area would be really weird. I think that's just fitting. I guess you have to be a little bit strange in order to get that far, but... It's lonely at the top. And I think... Which quote should I pick? Or I'm going to go... Okay, there was a lot of good Team Rocket puns in this episode, so I'm going to pick the one where they decide to search for and capture the Mega Onyx, or I'm sorry, Massive Onyx, and Meowth says, the only way we can capture that thing is by total surprise. And then Jesse goes, don't worry, we have something unexpected. And then Meowth says, that joke is unacceptable. Ah, uh, they said it. Ha, ha. Oh, ha, they ha. did it. They went there. They did it. They did it. Okay, my turn. I'm going to start with my quote. And it comes from our man Brock. And it's when they're eating the muskrat meatballs. And Brock takes one bite and goes, oh, just the right amount of muskrat. Implying that, implying that he's eaten these things quite a few times or has made them at least gross God, how many muskrats did you have to kill to feed his siblings and then i put my my least valuable player was brock too for oh. <laughs> for kind of encouraging ash on this behavior that's derailing him from training he's enabling this behavior and then i gave my mvp to misty for telling him that hey you need to train it's time to get your ass in gear here that was it for me all right my turn my MVP will be Staryu, because when Staryu was spraying water gun, it did like a like a flexing moment, and I thought that was really cute and really badass. Staryu's the real muscle man around here. Hey, yeah. My LVP, I have a lot of options, but I'm going to go with Broxonics for oh. bullheadedly jumping so stupidly into the giant onyx and flailing to the ground. I feel very personally attacked right now. You should. Well, maybe Brock is the real LVP because he's the one that told Onyx to use tackle attack against the Mega Onyx. So what the hell? I was going to say Brock, but Jacob already did. So I had to give it to Onyx. Okay. My quote will be, it was kind of, it was early on when they're walking to Mount Hideaway and Missy says, let's get going. And pathetic Ash says, well, maybe you're tired. We could stop and rest for a while if you want to. Brock says, I wouldn't mind that. And Missy confidently is like, all right, let's find some place for me to get a rest. <laughs> that was one of mine as well. Mm-hmm. And that's it. All right. So that concludes to Master the Unexpected. Now we can move on to the next one, which you guys liked. The Ancient Puzzle of Pokemopolis.
before we start, did we like this episode? I did. The Pokemopolis or the the Onyx one we just had? Pokemopolis. Oh yeah, it was good. It was different. I thought I was tripping the whole time I was watching this thing. <laughs> it's weird. Well, get ready to trip into a summary. All right. In three, two, one, go. All right, so we're at a dig site, and after an accident, uh, our team discovers some, like, ruins or whatever. And we learn that this is, like, a hidden temple underground. And Team Rocket goes inside, and they find some, like, artifact or whatever, and it opens up a giant Gengar. And the Twerps, on the other hand, find another relic that opens up a giant Alakazam. And they start battling. And then they try everything they they can to stop them, and then all of a sudden, this giant Jigglypuff comes out of a giant bell. And starts rocking out into it and puts them both to sleep and they fall asleep and the giant jigglypuff saves the day and everything gets turned back into a relic i think kind of forgot the ending there <laughs> good job yeah this was this episode Ooh. this could have been a movie that's exactly what i was going to say this is like some kind of movie where they kind of tap into like the hidden secrets of pokemon how there's all this ancient spiritual stuff Okay, I think they were, Austin, I think you're on to something with that. I really feel like they were in like movie mode or some sort of like <laughs> weird mystical, like ancient Pokemon, because like the whole ancient Mew thing and Mewtwo, and it was very much that same flavor. So they probably wrote it either right before or right off on the heels of the movie, or maybe they were trying, they were initially going to implement part of that into the movie, but it didn't happen. I don't know. It was very mystical. They should have. They should have had like Mewtwo so powerful. And then the humans, as a last resort, go to these ancient artifacts and then summon the giant Pokemon to fight Mewtwo to save the world. Boom. Yeah. That's your 20th movie right there. It's kind of sad. I feel like this could at least, least have been like an extended episode or something, but alas. It could have been a two-parter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it should have been. Oh, that would have been a lot better, actually. Ugh. Add it to the list of things that could have been but never were. Before we move on, I forgot, since we're talking about Mewtwo and stuff, I forgot to talk about this on the actual Mewtwo episodes we did. Have y'all seen the Mewtwo Strikes Back teaser trailer from Japan? I don't believe so. Are you talking about the 98 one? Or 97 like the original. one? No, I haven't seen it. All right. Should we save this for after we talk about Pokemopolis? Well, we're here. We haven't got into it yet, if you want to go and... Let's talk about Pokemopolis and we'll come back to this. Okay. Well, if we haven't watched it, how can we talk about it? We'll watch it live. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Especially our first look. What a treat. Alrighty. All right. Let's talk about Pokemopolis then. Yay. Okay. So like Jacob said in, in the summary, Ash and Brock are finally, finally doing some, it seems like training for the Pokemon League after all this time. I guess Ash was motivated to start actually training. So he's having a sparring match with um, Brock. So it's Pikachu versus Vulpix. And Vulpix was actually kind of like cool for this five seconds that we see it because it goes to use flamethrower and its eyes start glowing really coolly. I don't know if that's like a normal thing that happens with flamethrower, but anyway, Pikachu and Vulpix try to attack each other. But lo and behold, here comes our favorite Jigglypuff who jumps into the way at the last minute (laughs) and Ash and Brock are like, oh my God. So they tell Pikachu and Vulpix to divert their attack and hits the side of a mountain, which causes a little bit of a landslide and it reveals this ancient ruin. And Brock runs over and finds this strange relic that's just sitting out in the open now. Was anyone else mad at Brock for getting his hands all over the ancient relics and being like, ooh, what's this from thousands of years ago? Yeah, this could break in an instant, Brock. What are you doing? (laughs) Let me just touch all of it. (laughs) 
don't know. I feel like in his defense, you see something like cool and shiny on the ground. You're like, ooh, what's that? And you like go and reach and pick it up. That is very fitting to Brock's character. I feel like any one of us would do the same if we saw something interesting on the ground. Austin, do you disagree? Usually when I see things on the ground, it's dog poop, so. Oh, well. Mm, yeah. You got to be careful with the shiny things, picking them up. Yeah. That's how you get hip C. Anyway, Brock picks up this strange shiny object, and apparently there's a nearby research team that's been digging around looking for the ruins that we have now uncovered. So this girl runs over from the research team and grabs this thing right out of Brock's hands. Extremely rude of her, I might add. But she grabs it and runs back to her professor, like head of the research team guy. And she's like, professor, look what I found and takes all the credit. Is this like commentary on how archaeological digs work or something? Yeah, this is how it works. All the laborers find it and then the person takes the credit. Yeah, that's actually probably not that far off, but it happens in everyday life, too. So Yeah. By the way, our twerps are great at finding, like, fossils or, like, stuff that's not supposed to be around anymore. We have a great track history of bringing up what should be gone. So good for them. That's that chosen one bullshit. <laughs> Eve, this girl, her name is Eve. Um, Ash and Brock and Misty try to jump in and say, um, excuse me, that actually was something that we found they try to defend themselves. I will give them that. But apparently this girl is like not going to have that. And she's like, no, I found it. And nobody's listening anyway. So long story short, they go back to the camp that they have set up and they start discussing what the hell they're doing there. And the whole background of this archaeological dig and Eve, the researcher, explains that they're trying to find an ancient hidden city called Pokemopolis. And people used to build temples to honor Pokemon in Pokemopolis. So she's trying to uncover the mystery. Any thoughts? This is different. This is kind of weird. Are these Pokemon? It's off to a good start. It's off to like an interesting start. But like, I guess once we get later, we can talk about like, is this to scale here? Like, is this? What do you mean? Like when they talk about, you know, we mentioned earlier that giant Pokemon appear, like these statues that they built, like how big are they? They wouldn't be that hard to find if they were that big. Uh, were Pokemon always were at one point like that big and they've sort of s- shrunk down or something? It just it rose a lot of questions. At risk of jumping ahead, I, we do kind of get an answer for this, which is basically the society was wiped out and seemingly any trace remains were like sealed and like for- purposefully forgotten from the record. Okay. So that's the mystery. Oh, all right. That was what I took from it. I don't know. You know, honestly, that just sort of reminded me. So, Jacob, maybe to answer your question, I know this is speculation, but in the Legends Arceus game that's coming out, if you've ever watched any of the footage of that game, it's supposed to take place in the ancient past. And some of the Pokemon are way bigger than like our normal Pokemon. There's Pokemon of different sizes in the game. So maybe to answer your question, they were bigger in the past. Okay, So they're following like the normal animal route over time evolution. They got smaller. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the same thing with, like, dinosaurs yeah. and, and ancient creatures, you know, in real life. Like, they were way bigger, and now they're small. That's that's actually really cool to think about. Like, gigantic Pokemon back in the day, that'd be awesome. These things were kind of weird, too. I mean, I know I'm jumping way ahead, but when we do eventually see these giant Pokemon, they have some strange markings all over them. So, I don't know if they... Well, I'll save the speculation, because I think they're special, maybe. I can't imagine these were, like, run-of-the-mill Pokemon. Well, we do get some sort of commentary on them being from a shadow realm, so I think they're a little bit different. Oh, Lord, Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh. 
he has some very Yu-Gi-Oh vibes in this episode. It is very Yu-Gi-Oh. It's time to duel. Maybe we should play the Yu-Gi-Oh music as our opening. <laughs> we got enough really good music in this episode to use, pick from. Okay. So I think we're good. Fair. All right. I know we're jumping ahead. Let's bring it back in a little bit. So Eve starts talking about this stone tablet that she has found. And it has a cryptic message on it. And I did not write the whole thing down. But basically, part of it was, beware the two great powers of destruction, blah, blah, blah. Very ominous message. And she wants to find out what that means. And that's her life's goal is to decipher what the hell is going on with Pokemopolis and why it was destroyed. So Brock decides he's going to help because, of course, he's going to help. He's Brock and she's a pretty girl. Do we talk about her and how old she is? Oh, yeah. So she's a she's a prodigy. Yeah, she got her PhD. <laughs> she like 15? She's 15. She got her PhD at eight. She graduated high, I don't know, like school, like at seven. And then they just gave her a PhD at eight because she was so smart at looking at rocks. They were like, here you go. I don't know. She's obviously not that smart because the ruins were literally like five yeah. feet from her and they couldn't find it. So they were getting there. They were very close. What was her accent? Was that British? She sounded French to me. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. I think so. She's from Kalos. So they all go to sleep and dun dun dun, all the relics start glowing and shaking in a mysterious and ominous manner. That can't be good, right? So Team Rocket appears and decide while everybody's sleeping, they're going to steal all these valuables and become super rich. So they send Arbok in to find whatever valuable thing that it can come across and bring it back to them. So Arbok finds a black orb thing and gets absorbed by it, like energy-wise. That just that's just known to happen. Don't touch those black orbs, kids. You'll become engulfed in some weird spiritual realm that has no reality aspects to it. This is not good. Arbok gets absorbed by the orb, and Team Rocket ultimately gets absorbed by it too, right? Yeah. So Team Rocket finds the orb too and get absorbed by it ultimately. And the next day they come across the orb. The research team comes across the orb and reach down. And like we were just talking about, apparently don't pick up random shit that you find on the ground because the professor guy reaches down, picks it up, and everybody gets absorbed it's a needle. into it then. Oh, okay. I kind of laughed at this a little bit because we like cut directly from Team Rocket being taken into the shadow realm or whatever to the next morning, and within, like, three seconds, the research guys also are taken into the shadow realm. <laughs> like, it's like, whoa, this is going fast. We're going fast here. Yeah, it should have been a two-part. We two-parter. only have 20 minutes to advance the plot, so. Yeah, you're right. It should have been a two-part episode. They start freaking out because they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? And all this crazy poltergeist shit starts happening. And finally, from the black orb thing, a giant shadowy Gengar appears and it's covered in all these weird markings and Dexter cannot even identify this. I mean, it identifies it as a Gengar, but like nothing further. Yeah, it has a bunch of Typical. Said, weird marks on it or whatever. It's probably a, probably a clone. It kind of did look a lot like the clones from the Ooh. movie. It had those same kind of markings on it. Y'all, this is a de- this isn't another like Amber 2 situation. This was deleted from the movie. Yep. <laughs> those pokey Mopolitans or whatever were fucking around with shit they shouldn't have. This is when the winds of water happened. Oh my god. You, you know what? It could be. This is the ancient They prophecy. caused a storm to happen. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> We're tying it together. This is it, right? This has got to be. That's actually, you know what, Austin, I know you're joking around, no. but she does say, what's her name in the movie? I forget. Miranda. Yeah, she does say in the ancient past there was like a storm or some shit. So maybe this is the storm that like wiped out Pokemopolis. Or was it like a great flood or something? Oh my God. This was part of the movie. Now you've convinced me. I love how we've fixed a continuity problem that the dub <laughs> created with a throwaway line. <laughs> It all makes sense. That's how it all works. We're doing good work here, fixing the We're puzzle doing pieces. The Lord's work. Doing the Lord's work. Lord this Arceus. is why we. This is why we have this podcast to piece together all these things that don't make sense into something kind of, kind of maybe coherent. I like it. Anyway, so this giant Gengar is headed towards Pallet Town because it's a giant monster, and of course, the it's inherent to its very being. It has to go destroy some town, I guess. So it heads towards Pallet. And the twerps try to stop them with Pidgeotto and Onyx. And poor Onyx again. I just love how, I mean, good lord, everything really is near Pallet Town. Like Austin <laughs> was saying earlier. Like the mountains, all this stuff. Now we got the spiritual temples and stuff like that. Everything. They're, they're within the sight line of Professor Oak yeah, is where they are. Pallet, Pallet Town is missing a lot of opportunities with money and tourism. Just dig a little and you'll find something. It's crazy. Maybe this is like, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, I was thinking of like the Tojo Falls or something. Ooh. Is like, is this, were there ruins with that or is that just a waterfall? Is that in real life or the game? In the game. I never got that far in Heart Gold. Sorry, I can't, I can't help you. Well, I was thinking, well, maybe because you're saying, oh, like Pallet Town's close to like all these ruins and shit. Like maybe is Tojo Falls near the Pallet Town like border or what? Probably. Anyway. So Gengar goes on its killing spree and poor Onyx tries its damnedest again. And I felt so bad for it. First of all, Pidgeotto gets its ass handed to it and gets sucked inside the orb. And then Onyx tries to wrap itself around Gengar's leg to stop it from moving and it gets sucked in. It's so sad. And then he crushes all the people inside too. So yeah, that was was pretty funny. That was super funny. And then Jesse grabs Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto's like unconscious and she like grabs it when it gets transported inside and she's like shaking it. She's like, what the hell, you idiotic bird brain? I felt bad for it too. There was a lot of like Team Rocket Pidgeotto interactions <laughs> in this episode. It was weird. I know. It was It was kind of surprising. I was like, have they ever interacted before? And she's like grabbing it. So the spoon relic that we have also found as part of this like ancient magical items that they've come across summons a giant alakazam and they start to fight it inserts itself in the other relic yes the spoon goes into like the it's a recorder without holes kind of looks like that it's got like two triangles i have no idea it's some weird thing the spoon goes in it i'm getting some like ghostbusters lord zool kind of stuff like are you (laughs) the key master i'm the gatekeeper and the yeah (laughs) okay all right so eve has Finally, finally, for all her, like, brilliance, she's couldn't figure this out before, but now she understands that the meaning of the tablet and realizes that the two Pokemon, Alakazam and Gengar, are the ones that destroyed Pokemopolis um, because they're from the Shadow World, and she blames herself for causing all this trouble, which, I mean, she kind of did, so I don't feel bad for her at all. Ash and Misty jump in and or Misty's like no don't feel bad and we're gonna solve this problem and so they try to figure out what to do but they can't because their Pokemon are useless but 
Jigglypuff jumps in and saves the day, thank God. Or at least it tries to, which they had no other option. So I, I commend Jigglypuff for at least trying to solve the problem. Interesting that you always seem to be complimenting Jigglypuff on its problem-solving abilities. Who, me? Yeah. The trend here. I usually hate Jigglypuff. And yet, here it is again, nobly saving the day. Okay, I'll have to give it to it this one time. This one time, at least it tried to do something. Kind of selfishly, because it's always trying to sing, but at least in this scenario, it was for the greater good. So I'll look past it this once. Remember that one time you gave Jigglypuff MVP? Oh, yeah, I did do that. What, what, what episode did I do that for? I can't even remember now. The Clefairy slap fight. Oh, right. <laughs> Are you still keeping your running list on all the ones we say for MVP? Yes, I am. Oh, that's awesome. And when are you going to reveal that to us? We agreed at the end of Canto. Okay. that's That'll be something to look forward to. Okay. That's coming up soon. We're almost done, y'all. <laughs> I know. We're wrapping it up pretty quick. I know. I can't believe it. I was actually going back and listening to some of our old podcasts the other day. We've come a long way, I will say. Like, I'm kind of proud of us. We still have our moments and we still are crazy, but I think we've gotten a lot more comfortable and I'm proud of us. Go us. Hey, we only have 800 more episodes to go, so we've got plenty of time to get comfortable. (laughs) 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 This is fun. Oh, God. Okay. That's enough from the peanut gallery. This is fun stuff. Leave five stars. Leave five stars for our improvements. Yes. Let us know. You know what? Honestly, this is a good good opportunity. You know, let us know what you guys enjoy about this or what you think. You know, if you have suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Um, and Jacob has the contact info at the end. Yep. And if you leave us a negative comment, I'm just going to delete it. So <laughs> we like no. constructive criticism. We are always open to feedback. Oh, no, no, no. You got to say it right, Austin. We like constructive criticism with five stars. All right. Yes. Yes. That too. That's it. So Jigglypuff tries its hardest, but it's still not enough to put the giant Pokemon to sleep. So it gets blasted off, but apparently its song is enough to awaken the giant bell that's like in the entrance to the ruins and the bell like flies over and from the bell, a giant Jigglypuff appears, which... I don't know if you guys had the captions on for this. But I did. Oh, my God. What does it say? What does it say? Apparently, this Jigglypuff is named Bigglypuff. Oh, okay. And according to the captions, it says Bigglypuff. It's oh, Bigglypuff. I love that. I was like, am I hearing things? Because buh and puh are very similar. Oh, no. It's Bigglypuff. 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 This came out of left field. This thing. Oh my god, I love Bigglypuff. I thought I was tripping again watching this. Oh, I love, <laughs> I loved it. I love the weird sense of humor that Pokemon has sometimes. The ir- this the ironic sense of humor it took this episode. Yeah, can you imagine if this had been the movie? This and the parents been- <laughs> had seen this. <laughs> I would have loved that. It should have been incorporated somehow. I think. You think it was tested on a focus group and just didn't do well, so they had to just can it and just make it one episode. It's hard to say with Pokemon. They do whatever they damn well please at any given moment. I kind of feel like they had like one episode slot before they had to start the league. And they were like, someone was like, fuck it. I'm doing something crazy. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> We're about to get serious. Let's get wild first. And thus, Bigglypuff was born. And thus upon us, a Bigglypuff was born. Yes. So Bigglypuff, 
saves the day with its very deep baritone song and manages to soothe the rampaging Gengar and Alakazam and banishes them back to the shadow world. Hooray. Did anyone else laugh when it whipped out? It turned out its microphone was actually also not a marker, but a giant paintbrush. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) It's fitting. Was the implication that the markings on them were from Bigglypuff? Oh, that is a good point. I don't don't know. I think they were just like Shadow Realm markings or something. Okay. Because it does draw like doodles on their face like our Jigglypuff does. But they get banished back to the Shadow World, um, back into their little relics. And Eve speculates that these relics may have actually been ancient Pokeballs. So that's interesting that a Pokeball is like a spoon, but yeah. Giant Pokemon and the ball size doesn't change depending on the Pokemon size, which we've known that for a long time. That works with the novels we read where it's like the they found out a Pokemon could go into like a glasses case and be faxed on a fax machine or whatever it was. That is interesting. It kind of does make me excited too for the Arceus game and the fact that like the Pokeballs are like steam powered wooden things. I don't know. You got to like crank it up like a lawnmower before you throw it. Do you? That's cool. It's like three pools to throw. Then you got to survive the pools. Each It's like a rts event or quick reaction time i can't remember qrt whatever well you know me i'm all about weird pokeball shit so qte quick time event quick time event there we go qte okay so that was the that was the end of pokemopolis and we have solved the mystery we have yeah except except the fact that eve still has all these relics in front of her and she's like now my research can truly begin and i'm like what's stopping this from happening again all that triggered it was you touching this stuff with your bare hands. Do we ever see this again or like No. That's what I was I was hoping that this would be touched on again, like the Shadow Realm and ancient Pokemon, but never again. That would be too cool. That would be too cool. Yeah, Pokemon's not cool enough. That's alright. We never come back to the good stuff, but whatever. We never do. Alright. I guess that does it for that. Would you guys like to move on to our LVP or MVP in our quotes? Yes, please. Alrighty. Alex, you're Numero uno, Austin, you're second, and then I'm third. All right, let's start with the quote. Okay, I I think I may have already said this, but I'm going to say it as my quote. Brock, when he uh, decides to help out Eve at the very beginning of the episode, says, let's start digging to solve that mystery. And then he runs out of the tent, all gung-ho about digging stuff up. And Eve says, Brock must love mysteries. And Ash says, he loves something. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Ash. With that PG-13 humor. Oh, oh, you did that way dirtier than I thought. What? Oh, oh okay. All right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. How did you guys not get that implication? <laughs> I thought it was something like her. her. I, th- I thought he was just talking about Eve. Yeah. Not like any specific area on her. <laughs> he said okay. something. Okay. He said okay. something, not someone. So All right. I'm- Okay, fine. I got a dirty mind, I guess. I think Alex is the dirtiest mind, even though Jacob and I have, like, our stupid little boy <laughs> jokes. Mm-hmm. <Yep. laughs> I'm just better at keeping it inside, that's all. So is Brock. Oh, my God. Alrighty. Anyway, <laughs> MVP. I didn't even, now that I'm seeing this, I didn't even write one down, I guess. Shit. 
All right. You know what? Fine. Bigglypuff. Damn it. Bigglypuff. Sorry. (laughs) Just because its name is Bigglypuff. I'll counter that later. Okay. Not that I actually like Jigglypuff, but Bigglypuff is cute. LVP, I'm going to give it to Eve because she's a no good idea, like credit stealer. And she just, she's supposed to be this prodigy, but I don't know. She doesn't seem all that to me. She couldn't figure out shit and she takes credit for other people's work. So basically she's just like an academia climber and doesn't apparently have any qualms about stepping on people to get where she wants to go. So I don't like her and this is all her fault. Excellent social commentary. Yeah. Love it. That's a, that was, that was like (laughs) everything I had. I'm not kidding. Sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry because that's how this game goes. That's how it goes. Sorry, not sorry. I'm going to go with, I'll start with my quote while I come up with some stuff Uh, in the back end. Hello. What? Oh, Austin second. (laughs) Oh, oh, dang. I was trying to jump, jump the gun there. (laughs) Don't you dare. thought you wouldn't notice it. Alrighty. I'm going to go. In my, I had two quotes to pick from, but I'm going to pick this one, which is, Eve saying, I'm sorry, this is all my fault. I should never have tried to solve the mystery of Pokemopolis. Brock says, don't blame yourself, Eve. Archaeologists are supposed to solve mysteries. Misty agrees. He's right. You didn't know this would happen. And then Ash comes up with, yeah, I say it's the ancient Pokemopolitan's fault for making their stupid tablets so hard to figure out. (laughs) It's pretty good. Speaking the real truth, Ash. Since Bigglypuff is taken for MVP, I'll give my MVP to Jigglypuff. Because, oh, <laughs> sorry, dig up. This is why you're trying to cut ahead of me in line. All right, to Jigglypuff because I had a laugh moment when they first unearthed like the ruins and the giant bell and all that behind the rock. If you look in the background, you can see Jigglypuff is looking at all that stuff, and then it realizes that it probably caused some trouble, and it immediately like nopes the hell out of there. Like it like oh. it's like Delia sliding in, it like slides out of frame. Does it really? I completely it really, it, missed it. Pretty much. <laughs> I laughed. I love Jigglypuff, so God. we can agree to disagree on that one. My LVP will be Professor Oak for seeing Oh my the- god, he did appear for like two seconds and I didn't mention him at all. <laughs> Whoops. I'll mention him. Thank you, Austin. Shit, I completely forgot yep. about My him. LVP <laughs> will be to super scientist, world-renowned Professor Oak for seeing a bizarre phenomenon on the horizon oh of this enor- like this freak psychic energy storm happening within like <laughs> view of him. And he's like, well, that's weird and not bothering to do anything about it. I mean, what could he do? But he yeah. could no, but he try and said, like, he show interest. There. He just sits there and goes, huh, must be a storm. And he's like petting like oh. muck or whatever. <laughs> that's all he does. Yeah, that's how storms work. <laughs> but like, what the hell is Professor Oak going to do about this crazy ancient Pokemon battle where they're trying to like suck the entire surrounding area into the shadow realm? I mean, what what's I'm he going to s- do? I'm not saying he's going to be the solution to the problem, but he could like show any interest remotely at all this is professor oak we're talking about here Uh, yeah he's too busy breaking into florinda's house could have called jenny at least oh my god make the situation worse (laughs) (laughs) she would surely save the day i feel like jenny's been pretty absent recently for good reason is it that's it is it okay uh that's it i was hoping for more time for me to come up with some more things we believe in you okay pressure's on i'll start with my quote 
my quote is going to go to Meowth, and it's whenever they're frozen, and they're like, oh, I can't move, because uh, I think it's the Alakazam's psychic powers. Meowth goes, oh, I'm catatonic. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good, Meowth. I'm going to give my MVP to the bell that was holding the Bigglypuff. Because <laughs> it preserved it, for okay. s- preserved it for so long, and without that bell, there would be no bigly points for creativity, Jacob. So we gotta, gotta love it. We gotta give it to that. And my LVP, I'm gonna give it to Eve's uh, mentor, that professor, for encouraging theft and plagiarism, because those are two things that that are not good in science in any field. And that's it for me. Can I give an unhonorable mention quote? Yes. I have to mention the thing where James says, like, I don't know. Jesse says something like, I'd rather not be in this, like, stomach, like, orb stomach thing or whatever. And James says, I'd rather be in Miami Beach. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I love how the real, I love pl- it. the real places pop up every now and then. Yeah, they reference, like, real stuff and, like, real animals and every time that happens and the oh the other one from last episode that i didn't mention ash says well the old lady does first and then ash says pole cats like those are no pole cats oh yeah pole cat they're like weasels or skunks or something ferrets they look like they're kind of like ferrets pole cats pole cats all righty all right i guess that ends you guys want to oh well no do you guys want to do this this weird teaser trailer thing oh, first yeah i wasn't gonna oh yeah we off? have to yeah. do the live yeah i wasn't gonna thing. end the episode there i was just saying that it that uh is pokemopolis and oh sorry <laughs> we can um <laughs> we can watch this teaser trailer austin what is this again refresh your this memory. is an early teaser trailer for Mewtwo strikes back in japan okay and y'all gotta open on youtube i don't have it on youtube i have it in the browser or the chat Oh, okay. Well, whatever. We can just start watching it on three. You ready? Yeah. Do I need closed caption on? No, there's no... I mean, there's lyrics to a song, but we only care about the visuals. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. So we're seeing three figures in a field. A Pikachu cloud. Oh, it's a Pikachu... Yeah, Pikachu cloud. In a Oddish cloud? Oddish. That, that's not a real Pokemon, you guys. That's not anything. That's Oddish. There's Bigglypuff as a cloud. That had to be Oddish. I don't know. It looked nothing like an Oddish. It, it looks like an Oddish. Tell us in the comments what it looks like. All right, now I get some twerps. Destruction. There's Team Rocket on a Geodo. Oh, there's Miranda. Oh. Miranda and a little girl, and the other woman Misty. is an adult Misty. An adult Misty. Really? Okay. Oh my God! I think I have seen this. It's pretty. It's pretty infamous. Pikachu's here. There's uh, two ladies and a girl. The sisters? Misty's sister. No. No, that's Miranda oh. and Misty, and they're holding hands with a little girl as if they're like a couple with a daughter. Really? Huh. So who is this little girl? That's a good fucking that's question. Amber. <laughs> it could be Amber. <laughs> <It's> Amber. <laughs> but honestly, it's pink haired Amber. It kind of reminds me of Whitney. 
with the pink hair. That had nothing to do with the movie. That was interesting. Any thoughts? I couldn't imagine seeing that that, and then going to the theater and watching Mewtwo Strikes Back and thinking that was about that. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of curious, like, what are we supposed to get out of that whole, like, what is that trailer supposed to convey? I mean. Yeah, it's not even, there's, was there anything even in the movie in the trailer? Like a little bit? Okay. I mean, there was like a picture of Mewtwo and Brock and Misty were running in peril yeah, at one point. Yeah, that was it. What's the secret here? So the song that was being played, you remember how I mentioned Miranda sang, was a singer for the Pokemon franchise? Oh, her, yeah. her voice, voice artist, actor. Her actor, yeah. Yeah, so that song is one of her songs, and there's a little girl she's communicating with in the song who's singing along with her. So presumably Miranda's there as a representative of the singer, and the little girl is the little girl, but then why the fuck is Misty here? Good question. Is it supposed to be like Misty and Miranda recounting the time of like when we were young we had an adventure and this happened and let me tell you about it kind of thing like oh like it's a flashback to a okay but like how misty and miranda are now like friends slash lovers with an adopted daughter apparently or it's a clone or a clone child (gasps) it's amber three amber Amber four four. (laughs) amber five interesting and all the little, little kids were ambers too all right, that's a little curiosity for you guys. Yeah, that was interesting. See, that's a great thing about this podcast and Austin finding all this crap. I get to learn all this new stuff. Surprises abound. Surprises, surprises. And speaking of surprises, Austin, what do we got going on next week? Oh, fuck. I always forget to look up the titles beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it, I know the next one's Dad to the Bone, and I don't remember what the one after that is called. So It'll be a surprise. Dad to the that's a, okay. that's the surprise part. Yeah, good job. Way to hone it on in. I got it. All fired oh, up. Thank you. So it's dad to the bone and all fired up. Bad to the dad bone. To oh, bad the to the bone. bone. I thought he said dad to the bone. <laughs> oh, that's that's a porno title right there. Oh is my what god. That is. That's dad to bone. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, daddy Bruno. What is with you and Bruno? I don't know. I'm just leaning into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh god. All right. All right. So does that wrap us up, or does anyone have any closing thoughts or whatever before I close us out here? No thoughts. No, Alex. I don't think we have time no. for my mortal because we. That's got a, okay. We got a time this crunch. one was a quick one because we've got some obligations. But maybe next week we can resume if there's anybody still interested in us reading that after the credits. Tune in next week and we will continue. Yeah, if we get no comments, it's going to be over. So if you really want it, you got to speak, people. Leave five good rubyas and stop <laughs> flaming the story. Yep, stop flaming. And I guess that uh, wraps us all up here. So we just like to say thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. Again, leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Out of Drawing Pan. Again, that is Out of Drawing Pan. And be sure to join us next time as the journey continues. <laughs>